What's going on, y'all? We back with another episode of School and Game Podcast. I'm here with my guys and the wonderful lady, Courtney. What's going on, y'all? What's going on? How you doing? Hey, everybody. Taylor's and Dean's here. Biz couldn't be with us today. We're under the weather, but it's all good. Still going. Glad to be back. Been a long time. Yeah, it's been been a little minute. Been a minute. (laughs) Minute, What's the last still... thing y'all y'all done? Uh, we, was, we was just talking about it earlier. I think it's it's been weeks. Last thing we was talking about was uh when the whole Drake and uh Kanye beef was like at the height. That was oh lord. That was yeah. <laughs> that was, <a laughs> it was right before the project dropped, right? Uh, or, yeah, yeah, the week right Drake, yeah. Yeah. People in my comments still trying to fight me. Over, over it. Over what? <clears throat> I I voted for CLB over Donda, and the girls uh, are mad. That was an easy call for me. I, I don't think Donda was very good at all, but that's just me. Can you go comment under my post, please? Because they wow. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they were upset on YouTube. One dude was like. Drake only makes music for teenagers and women. And I was like, that's misogynistic. And a lot of men listen to Drake. And like, so are you saying that women and children are stupid? We we can't understand Donda? Like what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't agree with that at all. Uh, I guess everybody's right. entitled to their opinion, no matter how wrong it might be. They're wrong and they're crazy. People out here walling in these streets. So I don't, since we're here already, before we get into the other topic, I was going to ask you, like, how did, what did y'all think of uh, Drake's album? Because we never got a chance to talk about it. So I don't know if y'all want to talk about it real quick. Uh, like, what was your thoughts on it? I mean, it was a Drake album. I'll, I'll say that. It's a typical Drake album. It's not the best he's done. He's not the worst he's done. So, I, I mean, it was a solid album to me, at least. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think it's a, it's a solid project. Um I, I listened to it. I was actually listening to it yesterday again, just to like listen to it again. Um, but yeah, I, I like the project. You know, y'all know, y'all know how I feel. But <laughs> I actually, I actually, yeah. I did like, I, I did like the project. Like, it got some joints up there. So and he, he was barred up. You know what I mean? So, but like, yeah. like he said, it, it's, it's not his best work, but it's. It's a good. But project. it wasn't Kanye's best work either, and that's the issue yeah. I got with it. I feel like. When you look at the span of both of their careers, I expected more from Kanye. I did. And that may be selfish as a fan, but like, I just feel like Donda sounded incomplete and it sounded like it was not at all his best. And I think if Kanye would have come with his best against what Drake put out, it would have been a no brainer that it would have been Donda, but that wasn't the case. CLB was more cohesive in my opinion and stuff and I'm not even I'm a Kanye West fan I'm not even a big Drake fan like mm-hmm. light-skinned dudes we'll talk about them later but <laughs> I'm not a fan like I'm not a huge Drake fan like I like his mainstream stuff but I think he's good for mainstream when you think about a, a rapper Kanye West is up there so I feel like he could have done better well two questions just based on what you just said one why were you expecting his best? We haven't heard Kanye's best in a very long time. I was I was expecting Kanye's Kanye's best just 
off of the name. You put your mom stamp on it. And we know how for him, even before she passed, right? Like his mom was at the center of a lot of things that he did, who he was. Like she she made sure that he was ground a, a lot of things. So with with that title alone. I my bar was high for Kanye, even off of what he's done for the last few years, because uh, school and I talked about it and we we're just like, you know, like this is better than some of the stuff he's put out over the last few years, for sure. But because he was going back to like because, you know, a, a little while ago, he said he was no longer doing rap music. He was only sticking with gospel. So for him to say, I'm going to put out a rap album titled after my mom. My the bar for Kanye was like I was like oh we about to get like a Prince greatest hits like we about to get some quality hip hop music and it just did not hit for that so that's why I felt like it was going to be that but it wasn't. I get that I think a lot of us were fooled me personally I don't think we're no matter what he tries to reach back to no matter what his theme is no matter what he's trying to get in tune with we're never going to get anything mm. like old Kanye so maybe we'll right. get a new version of him that's great but we're never going to get the Kanye that was giving us college dropout and all that stuff and of course artists are going to progress and they're going to be different as they get older and go through life and different things but I don't even think he can tap into that at all at this point in his career he's I don't know he's, he's kind of just out there to me yeah, he's not he's not there no more in his career so he we're not going to get that back. You know what I mean? So, But when I say yeah. tap into it, I don't even mean tap into that person. I mean, tap into like that passion because back then, like you could feel where he was coming from. It's real stuff. He's going, he tried to talk about stuff he's going through now and Undonda, but it just didn't feel the same. He wasn't coming at it Absolutely. the same way, with the same. Passion. I just can't relate to it. It's a college dropout and late registration and stuff. Is that fans? And I think like, you know, mental health, because he he discusses things like that. And I think that's major to talk about. But like you said, he's not reaching into that same bag of passion. Like if he right. was reaching into that college dropout passion and talking about his plights now, I think we we would feel a lot differently about it. But I just and it's not fair. Right. It's not fair for us to be like, oh, we missed the old Kanye. Like, it's not fair for us to do that with any artist because they're supposed to evolve and become, um, you know, different versions of themselves, greater versions of themselves. I actually like the gospel Kanye. I feel like he got in that lane. He should have stayed there because mm -hmm. that twist on it, like for the way he was reaching back into the youth and like allowing them to listen to gospel music and soft R&B the way we heard it growing up. I think that was great. But yeah, he's not going to ever get back to where he was at if he doesn't put aside like the stuff, the surface stuff he struggles with. Cause that even the Drake, the Drake beef is like, Kanye, what are you doing? What right. are you doing? <laughs> Why? But I, I definitely understand what he was trying to do kind of, cause that album mm -hmm. felt like he was trying to include a lot of gospel feel to it and trying to like mix the two <laughs> worlds together. And if he would have done it mm -hmm. well, it would have been amazing, but it just, it just fell short for me. And I hated like almost all the features too. That's another thing. Oh, that's oh, that was the best part for me. The features were the best part. The features to me. I started at. I started where the features. We ain't got started. time today. We ain't got time for the the, the, oh. the amount of hate he has for the features. <laughs> now you oh good? Oh my god! Oh, I'm like, damn, my bad. <laughs> but I actually, I actually, um, 
I dig the features, not all of them. And I feel like, again, there were spaces where you could tell there, there was stuff left off. Like, could you imagine Andre 3000 on, if he would have, if Andre 3000 would have actually been on that album, I probably would have gave it to him just because, just because like, if you know music and you get Andre, Andre 3000 needs to come on and just give us the bars. I know he got stuff just sitting in the closet. Come on, you playing with my emotions, bruh. But yeah, it wasn't what it was supposed to be. And I wish he would have named it something else because I feel like if you're gonna go that hard and even he went the way, as hard as he went with those like album release parties and stuff like that, you were su- you were supposed to deliver. You were supposed to deliver. Yeah, absolutely. And let me clarify. I didn't hate all of the features. There was just some I really didn't like. And I mentioned a bunch of them in the, the group chat, but I don't know. A lot of the, the newer artists, it's hard for me to find that connection between Kanye and them. I understand he wants to stay relevant. He wants to stay making music with the newer people, but it just it doesn't feel natural a lot of the time to me. They, they didn't me- Features just didn't mesh well. Yeah, exactly. That was my main thing. Okay. All right. I respect it. But yeah, I don't want to get too deep into that. We, could, uh, we came here for a reason tonight, so we oh, jump Lord. into how y'all... We'll talk about that next, next yep. episode. Yeah. Probably going to name the next one uh, all the features that being hate. <laughs> 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 right. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, Courtney, uh, Miss Diamond Head Arts over there. Also, uh, plug your, po- oh, plug your podcast in right quick. Plug your podcast oh, yay. Um, I just started a podcast, guys. <laughs> Check me out on Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram at the Sour Patch or Sour Patch Podcast. Um, and you can find episodes on YouTube. Come support me. Um. It is very much me, is my opinions. It's going to be a little sour, a little sweet, but we all family. So, yeah, just y'all check that out. <laughs> and you can follow me on TikTok, too. But it get it gets spicy on TikTok. So unless you're ready, but if you're ready, it's Diamond Heart 7. They let you back on TikTok? I heard Diamond Head, Diamond Head 7. Huh? I said they let you back on TikTok? I heard you had to be off yeah. for a little while. <laughs> Yeah, they be hating. They be shadow banning me. They don't like when I talk, you know, because I, I talk real stuff. Um, I like to talk about, you know, racism because it's real. And nice. every time I post something that, you know, makes somebody mad, I don't know if they're reporting me or what, but I get shadow banned and my views drop like crazy. But we get in there. <laughs> the algorithm likes me sometimes. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Another day. Algorithm like you the other day. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. So let me just give y'all a brief. Uh, the other day I posted a video. I saw this this woman, and you know how there's different sides of TikTok. So you'll be like, dang, how I get on, you know, racist TikTok, or how I get on Black Talk, or how I get on Gay Talk. Well, I was on Gay Talk, and I saw this video of this this woman who was gay and she was doing like this challenge with a string. And I was just like, you, so I made a video stitching her video. And I just was like, you know, uh, y'all got straight single girls out here stressed out, stressed out. 
like, what are we supposed to do when we see stuff like that? We single, we ain't got nobody, and we like men, unfortunately. So it went <laughs> off. It went, the, the video went off, and everybody was just like, telling on themselves i had a married woman in the comments just like i don't know why i'm laying next to him right now and i was just like what are you doing what are you doing ma'am like you snitching so yeah it, it, it the algorithm likes me when it wants to but it get crazy on tiktok <laughs> and my mom be up there and i'd be like just don't look at my stuff yo <laughs> <laughs> so, huh I said you got blocked, mom. I got I blocked on social media. You blocked on social media? It's no, I said I blocked all my out. family. Oh, no, nah, I'm not blocking nobody. I don't. You, I, you gonna take me as I am? Too shy. I'm not blocking nobody. My mama know. She she raised me. She know. <laughs> Uh, so the topic actually uh it, that kind of stemmed from TikTok too, right? The um the question was um the men asking women what do they bring to the table, right? Oh yeah. So if you wanna you wanna give a little background on how this topic came up, um the video that started it and all of that. Man, I I have seen so many videos of um, you know, different podcasts, different YouTubers um, having the discussion. And, but there, hmm, there was one in particular. It's, um, it's a, I think they're a podcast and I don't know if they're exclusive to like YouTube or if you can listen elsewhere, but I watched it on YouTube and I actually went, I saw a clip of it and I went and watched the entire uh, YouTube video because I, I had to find out more. And um it was just this dude and he was asking, well, like basically what do you, what do women bring to the table? And then it just sparked this whole thing across TikTok and men were saying <laughs> their side of it. And then women were just like, but wait, hold up. And I was just like, it's crazy. It, it What was crazy about it for me is that it was exclusive to the black community. You don't see white men asking white women what they bring to the table. And I, there's two sides to that coin, right? Because they don't ask white women what they bring to the table because white women were bred differently, right? White women were bred to be at home. And I mean this in the most respectful way, right? They, if we go way back, they had slaves taking care of housework and children for them, right? So white women kind of got to relax. And that trickled over into the 50s when white men were getting these high paying jobs and working for all these corporations. They were CEOs and and all of that. Their wives didn't have to work. But in in the black community, wives had to work. You know, they they were the nannies and, and all of that, even after slavery and Jim Crow, all, all of these things. And so now here we are in 2021 and we got grown ass black men asking grown ass black women what they bring to the table and it's like how dare you how dare you and it just it really grinds my gears <laughs> for a lot of reasons so what was that were they asking this like in a malicious way like 
saying y'all don't bring stuff to the table or it was like a genuine like what do you think that you are contributing to your relationships type of thing it was it was a combination of both i think that some men after the malicious things came in right there were some men that were like well we actually want to know but here's it's a loaded question especially to a black woman right Mm -hmm. because Again, we we cannot ignore things like, you know, the war on drugs in the 70s and 80s when Black men were being put in prison and dying at record numbers. So Black women had no choice but to step up and be head of household and do certain things, right? And I I just want to preface that by saying also, like, if we if I even go back, what, two, three, two, two or three generations in my family, right? when or two generations when my grandmother decided to divorce my grand grandfather and be an independent woman right i learned as a black woman how to be independent from her and from my mother you know what i'm saying that independence of women in that era didn't die it trickled down to us as millennials and now even gen z and being married as a woman is not this thing nowadays where it's like oh I have to get married and have five children. Like, what? No, I want to be a CEO. Ho? Like, you know? So I feel like <laughs> it feels like it it was like a loaded question. So I feel like some people were asking genuine, but how can how can you as a man, right? Yeah, I, I, how can you genuinely right, how right. can you genuinely ask that? If if a man said to me, hey, outside of money, outside of foundation what do you and it's not what you bring to the table shouldn't be the question the question should be what do you add to this relationship right what do you what do you add if if i'm a man and i'm bringing you my emotion and um you know my attention my time are you as a woman bringing that back to me are you reciprocal in your energy because that's what it should be instead of what do you bring to the table i am the table I'm the legs, the chairs, the decoration on the table, the food that's there. I'm all of that. Why are you asking me a question such as what do I bring to the table? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I think to just to that last point you made, I think, and I think we at some point we need to like start from the beginning. We need to like get some background. But to that point you made about being the table, I think. When women say things like that, I think it often turns men off when women make comments kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm trying to rephrase which it is, ways. Which but, is fine, but which is fine, but you turn me off like not you literally, but as a man, you turn me off the second you ask me what I brought to the table. So now sure. it's kind of like it's kind of like I'm giving, I'm reciprocating your energy. You mm-hmm. ask me what I'm bringing to the table, and that's a turnoff to a woman because, and and my my, I've been asked the question recently, and I refuse to answer it because my response was, why as a man do you have to ask a woman what she brings to the table if you do not already see the value in a woman? that you're dating, that you're actively dating and trying to insert into your life, why are you even messing with her? As a man, you should not have to, because as women, we're not asking men what they bring to the table. 
we don't ask y'all those kinds of questions because we look at your integrity, your character as a man, and we decide, okay, he's worth moving forward with. He's worth giving my time and energy to. Well, okay, so I got two questions. First, is it is the issue with the wording or is it what's behind the wording? That's asking like what you're contributing. That's what I was gonna ask that too. Like what's the like what's the proper way to have that conversation? I I don't think so again, I'm gonna say this. So I don't I think it's both the wording and what's the fact that it's a loaded, loaded question, right? Because you you aren't curious about what she's offering to help you because I feel like men with purpose, right? You're looking for a woman who elevates you and, and this is all not surrounding finances, but that question has become a thing of finances and how do I say like material items, mm-hmm. kind of, right? So I feel like instead of asking a woman what she brings to the table, just simply saying, look, these are the things that I look for in a woman. I look for someone who's caring, who maybe who wants to have kids, who wants to be married. Are you that woman? Do you Are you looking to your future for these things? Just simple conversation. Instead of asking her what she brings to the table, that's almost like saying you're expectant that I bring like other things to the table or whatever. And as a, as a human period, male or female, when you decide to be in a relationship with someone, it doesn't matter the external things you're bringing yourself to the relationship, or at least that's how it should be. You should be bringing yourself. If someone can't accept you for who you are through and through, then guess what, baby, that's not your person. So I feel like asking that is uh, is all around a loaded question. I think it's a bit of, you know, how it's worded and the the push behind it. And I think a lot of <clears throat> Kevin Samuel-like style men have utilized that as a tool to separate, right? Like to be like, oh, you're telling women they're not high value because they don't bring 150K to the table. What? Like that's to me that's that stuff is insane. Um, so what's your second question? Oh, so the second part is at what point in the relationship is this question being asked? Are we talking about like I just met you, we're just starting to date, and I'm trying to figure out who you are? Are we talking about we're we got time in now and we're saying, okay, so long term, what are you bringing to my life? Because I think that makes a difference. It does. Um, and I can only speak for myself I, I I'm a person who like I, I want to weed out the red flags early so I I do think that's a conversation you have early on I again I don't think it should be worded by what do you bring to the table I think as a man if you're a man and you're actively in these streets dating women and you don't have and you're looking for someone special right because every man is in dating for marriage but if you're you are seriously dating and you know you want certain things out of a wife because that's your your end goal if you don't have a plan in place of questions and things that you want to know about a woman on the first second third date why are you dating that means you are why like why just be out here having fun swipe right on tinder do whatever you want to do but i think it is it is women such as myself, who we are out here dating with a purpose, if we're dating, that 
you know, when that question is asked, it's an insult because I'm out here dating with a purpose. I'm out here. I could, I could very well ask a man what he brings to the table, but I'm already judging and looking at your character by going on the date with you. That stuff starts at the first, you know, conversation y'all have on text before you even go out on a date. Before you even get there, you should be asking this person certain questions. You ever been on a date with somebody who you don't click with and y'all just sitting there like, yeah, so can we get the check? Like, no, you <laughs> you build up the, that conversation. You make it interesting. And if, if you're a man and you're not doing that and asking those questions in advance, and then you wait eight months down the line to be like, well, what you bring into the table anyways? And you as a man didn't see it, you're a clown, period. So what, what I'm getting is, is that, can y'all hear me? Yes. So what I'm getting is, is that you feel that it should come more naturally and he should already be putting in the research and the work and to understand what you bring to the table instead of just flat out asking you as if he doesn't see it already. It's, it's, it's more than that. Of course, you know, if you, again, if you want to know something, you ask, but if you, you're telling me three months down the line, you don't know who you're dating. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can tell if you're asking the right questions and you're dating properly, you can see someone's character way before they even show it to you. Like, and I don't, I'm not a man, so I, I don't know how y'all date and how y'all gauge certain things, right? The questions that you ask, but I'm going to, on that first date, I'm going to be saying things like, how are your parents? Like, what are they like? Are they married? I'm going to be looking for those things that I know could potentially come up later and be red flags. I'm looking for that. So there will never be a need. I always wonder what the need for asking a woman what she brings to the table because every man is not high value. It's only women being asked that question. Why? Because y'all aren't, not y'all, but men aren't going out and dating properly. They don't really know what they want. Men will sit there and say that they want a woman who's, uh, you know, gonna stay at home. She's not going out to club. She's independent. She has her own businesses. Then when she's making more money than you, you got a problem you feel like you're being emasculated. So if I, f- I feel like if single men, single black men, because again, you don't see people in other cultures asking this question. If single black men went out there and dated with a purpose, I think they will be able to see, oh, she's not for me because she clearly said on date number one, she don't want kids and I want seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a question that should be asked. And again, I feel I feel offended because it's only black women being asked this question as if black women aren't the top of the food chain in terms of like our graduation rates, our, the amount of black owned businesses, it's the head of those businesses the majority is women. I don't know the exact numbers, but I, last time I checked, I think it was like 70% of black owned businesses are ran, like the CEO of those businesses are women or something like that. Like it's an insult to black women that black men have to ask us. Did you ask your mother what she brought to the table to your daddy? <laughs> so I'm hearing kind of two different things. Cause you're talking about what 
us asking what the woman brings character wise emotionally but at the mm-hmm. other, we're also talking about financially and financially. that type of way so i'm i don't think the question should be asked in that way or even mm-hmm. to that extent definitely not down the line but there are things about a woman that you're gonna want to know that you might not get out of them in the first how many ever months that are going to be crucial to the rest of your life like you if they don't have kids you might have no idea how they interact with kids if you've never seen them <clears throat> kids in that amount of time or yeah, I might always go out on dates. She might have never cooked for you. You don't know what she could cook. You might be making eating sandwiches for the rest of your life. So there are things that you're gonna want to know that might not show up in those first few months, and you might still be wondering, is she that person? You shouldn't ask her in that way, but there's definitely gonna be things you still might want to know, even if you know she's a great woman. She has great character. Mm-hmm. I, and I I agree with that. But those are questions you can ask. Those are things you can interact with her in a positive way about. Again, I, I we go back to the conversation really being, I feel like a lot of men, in this podcast that I watch in particular, the man said, he was like, I could hire somebody to cook for me. I could hire somebody to clean for me. I could hire somebody to do this, that, and the third for me. So what, as a woman, do you bring to the table if I've paid for the house, if I've done that? And it's just like, the financial the financial aspect, I I do feel like it's important, right? Because you don't want to be married to someone your whole life struggling either. You don't want to go through that. So it is important, but I feel like the, a man just saying like he can hire someone to do all of that, but you cannot hire a woman to love you. You cannot hire a woman to speak life into you daily. The kind of things that women and still in men within a romantic relationship cannot be bought, especially black women. I stand firm on black women can push a black man into his purpose with just her words and nothing else. Like I, I'm a firm believer in that. So when you, when you're talking about like what she brings to the table, well, what do you want on your table? Like you, again, I feel like if you're dating someone, even if you're dating them, you know, six, seven months down the line, like if you as a man or as a woman, you haven't seen them interact with kids, you haven't seen them do certain things. And, and let's be clear, because a lot of us women have rules in place that we are not going to do certain things for men until they have proven that they're worth these certain things. And I feel like it should be the same for men. So you should not be, you know, doing buying certain things if you're not sure about this woman but there are steps to take to find that out and asking her what she brings to the table is definitely not one of them I'm not saying you should be playing games with a woman and and putting her to the test about certain things I think that communication is a big part of why men who swear their high value are out here asking women that question you I I feel like it's just the wording of the question, because I think the information some people are trying to get by asking that question is the same information that they they would get from wording it differently. Or like you said, asking mm-hmm. the questions and stuff like that. So I don't think it's the information he's asked for. That's the wrong thing. I think it's just the way that they're asking. Because, I mean, what do you bring to the table is a terrible way to ask the question. But essentially, all the other ways that you said he can get that information is him saying what do you bring to the table 
he's just not worded that way. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta know the questions to ask. Like I I will say that I I get what she's saying because I, I used to not I used to want to not ask a lot of questions. I and I used to not ask the right questions. And now like I'll ask things like, you know, how was it growing? Like how how's your relationship with your parents? How you know what I mean? Like I'll ask certain questions now that if I would have asked, you know, in the beginning, you know, first month or whatever, like I wouldn't have been in situations that I was in. You know what I mean? So I kind of understand what she's saying as far as that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely get it on that point. I was just saying that <clears throat> the the phrase is mainly the phrase. If correct me if I'm wrong, it's the phrase. What do you bring to the table? That's triggering, not not the information that they're asking for. It's just the phrasing of the question. I, yeah, I do think that it is the phrasing, but even. It, I, I I hate to keep reiterating this, but this type of stuff only happens in our community. I've dated outside of my race before and never have even gotten questions that scratch the surface of like what you bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? The questions were always geared towards like, are you caring? And so like stuff like that, I feel like, are you looking are you looking to learn the character or the one of the woman? Or are you looking to, and this is why I, I just like, even yes, you can learn those things like those surface things, but are you looking to see what her character is like or what she can offer you? That's why I think that's the issue with the question because it automatically is like, you're looking for what I can offer you. And you as a man haven't proven yourself right so yes it is the wording but it's also like, like otis said what's behind it because why you're it, you wait, are not but why is there always the assumption that the man has at that point not proven themselves because they're asking that question what if the man feels like he's done all the things that he needs to do and he's given everything he's shown what he is contributing and shouldn't ask mm -hmm. the question that way but get to that point you feel like okay so how are you completing what we're doing here why is it assumed that the man has to prove Right. And that goes back to my original question that if you've spent time proving yourself and she's shown you nothing, you know who you're dealing with. You still don't have to ask that question. You should but know because. That's also what? slightly unfair just based on the point you made before, because you also said mm -hmm. that there's women that are going to say, I'm not doing this, this and this until we get to whatever point. So a man might have not have seen what he's looking for because you've got whatever rule in place. But you've had, have you had that open communication with her where she's telling you? Because I would tell a man, hey, I'm not cooking for you because I don't feel like that's some, that's a wifely duty. I'm not your wife. You know, we can go out. I'm, I'm willing to date, but I can cook, but I'm not willing to cook for you because that's just one of my things. Are you having that open dialogue with the person you're dating? Right. And asking those like I, I said asking those questions of what that's to me that's a boundaries thing as a man you are if you're deciding as a man right you're like okay I'm I can go out on dates because first of all if you ain't got no money don't be out here dating both men and women for real not just men but women too like if you don't have money to date don't be out here dating it's foolish but like so if you're a man and you're like okay I'm gonna go on two dates a week, right? Each day, I'm not spending more than 
200 bucks on each day. So that's a 400. You, I'm not going above, above that or whatever. And you say to her, hey, this is the restaurant I want to go. You know, I'm going to take you to. And she's like, well, I don't like that restaurant. I want to go somewhere more. Are you going to sway just to take her out on a date? Or are you going to hold your boundary, right? And say, well, this is where I stand my ground. This is what's in my, but you know what I'm saying? Open, honest communication. And I like, I, I just feel like it's, it's more of, I don't know too many women who don't date with a purpose, but I know a lot of men who date just because it's the thing to do when they're single, it's like, I could go, I could take her out here. I could do this. I could do that or whatever, but there's no real purpose to it. Then they hit a roadblock and they might run into a woman that they're like, Oh wow. Like I'm really interested in her. And then you ask her questions like that instead of taking the time to know, like I'm dating purposefully purposefully. And I'm going to ask these, these questions ahead of time. You let somebody talk long enough. They'll show you who they are. So you shouldn't be down the road saying like, I've done everything to prove myself as a man, but what do you bring to the table? If you, if you are dating a good woman and you know you're dating a good woman, everything you give to a woman comes back tenfold. If she's a good woman, what you put out comes back to you tenfold. I've never, every married couple that I know, they will say, love is not the first reason they're together. Love is very far off. Like it's things like communication and that person really having their back and to have someone's back, you have to really communicate with them and tell them what you need and what you don't need. There, how many men you know that are married that are gonna ask their wife what they bring to the table? That are already married? Probably none. Yeah. Like how, many, how many of those men have actually- Or getting married. In one way or another? Prior to that, I'm sure almost all of the men in one way or another have asked questions like that, but probably did you ask, it that way. Aren't Not you married? Specific I question. Am. You did you ask that? that? But that's what I'm saying. Or did you know? Or no, did you not, know? There, I asked questions, but I didn't ask that question. I, I try to find out things by asking the right questions, but it's just that question formed better with other smaller questions over the course of time. So that's definitely. <laughs> and of course, certain things you don't have to ask because you see it, which is great. But right, there right. are a lot of questions that, and I was going to say earlier, women, men just are, aren't strategic enough in the way we go about asking things. I think we don't think things out the way that women do, because when we're on our early mm-hmm. dates, you're asking about what we do for a living. A lot of women don't care to ask, um, don't care if they ask how much we make and all that stuff. They're asking those questions basically to say, what do you bring to the table? They're just not saying, what do you bring to the table? So it's, we just don't do it the right way. That's what it comes down to from my perspective. I I think from, and now, Courtney, I'm not saying this is how the question came up to you. I'm saying, I think in some situations that question comes up as a rebuttal because a lot of times guys go into dating and women come in the door requiring X, Y, and Z and make it very vocal what they require. And I feel like some men's rebuttal to that is, okay, well, if you require all this, what do you bring to the table? Not the best way to word it again, but I think a lot of times that's their rebuttal to women. Like like I was just said, women come into dating and they know they want this, they want that. 
they ask the right questions, they know what they're looking for. And like you said, most women date with, with a purpose more so than men. And I think feel like men sometimes get overwhelmed with, all right, she wants this, that, and the fourth from me. Then they're like, hold on, wait a minute. What does she bring to the table? And I think sometimes that's how that question comes up. Wrongfully so, way it's worded. But I think that's how it comes up a lot. It's kind of a, I would say, a defense mechanism from being able what they. I would agree. I I definitely think that happens. Yeah, I and I would agree with that. But I think, and so I feel like for men that that happens to, do they realize that? Oh, maybe I'm not ready to date if I'm asking these types of questions instead of asking her, "Do you want to be married? Do you want to have kids? Like, am I actually ready?" That to me, even that is kind of a double-edged sword because now you're in a position where do you even know what you really want? If she's coming to you like, hey, I require these things or whatever. And the first thing you say, all right, well, what do you bring to the table? It's like, it's still like, um, I and I don't think, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know every woman in the world, but I know for me, I'm not going to ask you, I'm not going to write, say my boundaries and say, this is what I expect. This is what I want. Unless I know I can reciprocate those exact things. You will not ever hear me say to a man, right? Like I got 250,000 in the bank. What you bringing? Like I would never, but you might hear me say to a man, well, like, are you, like I said earlier, are you caring? Um, How's your relationship with your mother? Just trying to fish those things out because in my mind I know I I may not bring 250k right but I bring all of the other things so that's my thing like though I feel like men who ask that question aren't really ready to be out here dating because you have to ask that question for her to reassure you that you're capable of doing whatever she's required of you and you've now got like you said it's a rebuttal but it's an angry rebuttal every time I've heard men ask that on like social media and stuff like that it's really like them being like it was a rebuttal. nasty about it like nasty about it they're like these bitches be out here asking but what, what what do they bring to the table all they do is is drink mimosas and wear wigs like for real that's how they ask it so and i i i know some great men in my life and I, I've never, I've never heard that question until recently. I've, i I just want to press this. I've never asked that question before in that form ever. <laughs> he like I just in case, just want to let y'all know I ain't asked that question. <laughs> I, I've never asked that question. I don't think it's fair not. to say, but I, I don't think it's fair if someone uses that as a rebuttal to say they're not ready to date. I think, like Tills was saying, sometimes it, it becomes overwhelming. If a woman, especially in this day and age, a very strong independent woman that'll come from day one and say you got to be this this and this okay so you start looking at yourself and say okay i check these boxes i check these boxes i'm gonna uh, things i don't check i'm gonna work on so i can be that person for her but wait hold mm-hmm. on a second like what are you bringing i don't want to say what do you bring to the table but not what, just, what's the like so the better way to out? right would so you, the better way you, maybe to ask is like Okay, so you will require those things of me. Do you reciprocate? But the problem with do you reciprocate is everybody doesn't need the same things. So if you, you might say, I'm not going to ask you for anything that I can't give, <clears throat> but those things you're asking for might not be as important to me. So it's not necessarily complete reciprocation, 
but can you do the things that I need? Not And the guy should be able to express those things as well in a better way. Without saying, you just said it perfectly, without saying, what do you bring to the table? Right. Yeah. I think we're all so on the same page. You would rather, you right. would rather <laughs> is it the wording? Is it the wording? You, you would rather just say, like, <clears throat> she tell you her requirements. You would, you would rather him be like, these are my requirements. Right. Because that's open, honest communication. That's how you date. That is how you date. Like, you date with, I'm not going on no date with no one who I, like, if I sit there and I say, because you should leave that date with, one or two things you should leave that date knowing you want a second because you've enjoyed the conversation the character behind that person or you should leave knowing hell no never again block 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 them on everything you know what i'm saying that's what dating is about like that's what it that's what it's for um i i do understand that you know you may get like like otis said earlier you may get some months down the road and you you're not seeing certain things but I still pose the question, like, are you not seeing those things just because you know in the back of your mind that person isn't capable or isn't willing to do those things? Have you asked? Or are you just like, have you started, truth be told, have you started smashing and you decided, oh, I'm gonna ignore those red flags. I'm gonna ignore the fact that, ignore the fact that I seen her with two kids and it was a disaster. Like, I'm gonna ignore the fact that Shorty made oodles and noodles and burnt them. I'm gonna ignore that because I already, I already smashed. You, you feel me? Like dating with a person. I can't ignore no, I can't ignore no fool shit. I, I already <laughs> told you about that. Like, if you can't cook, like, like that's. I'm not asking you to cook, but like, if you, if you like, you want to cook for me one day and you can't cook, like, nah, dog. Like, I like food. But, <laughs> like, so, but going back to her point earlier, she was saying there's gonna be certain people that have whatever boundaries or whatever and they're saying i'm not going to cook for you up to this point so at what point do you get to say okay i don't know if you check this box for me because you got these things that you're unwilling to do until a certain point how are you going to know right. if if they got and another point just to that you said men also sh should do the same things but that's kind of unrealistic if i'm coming to a woman saying we're on our first day or second day and i'm only paying this much money a lot of times you're going to get pushback and you're going to be like oh he's cheap oh he doesn't want to do this he doesn't want to do that so men don't necessarily get to have the same hard line standards as women do when it comes to dating okay so and i'm not saying you have to say to her uh nah ho i was only pl planning on spending 200. my thing is is take initiative if you know as a man that your budget is at a certain point price point plan the date out that gives you control of the of the situation i think i think a lot of men miss out on that opportunity like you know we joke all the time saying that women never know what they want to eat and yes i'm one of them um and like but take take the initiative if a man tells me hey like this is the restaurant i want to take you to i don't know if that's in his budget or not like that it's a first date like most women will not be like no, but I'm, but you will run into some some crazy people. But like, it's just taking the initiative. But you are right. Men don't always have that. But that is a man knowing himself and knowing those boundaries. And again, are you dating with purpose? Because you are not going to allow anyone to take you off your pivot, no matter which way they're going. To me, when when people push your your limits or your boundaries like that, they are showing you automatically that they are not your person. 
nobody should be pushing, especially in dating. Nobody, if if you if you say to a woman, I don't want to have sex until um, you know, five months down the line, or I don't want to have sex until we're both tested, we could go get tested together, whatever it may be. And she's like, Well, I don't want to wait. You isn't that gonna be a red flag for you? You know what I'm saying? So it's just, again, it's it's having that open and honest communication and being honest with self. Like, as a man, again, I know very few men that are like, these are the boundaries I set for myself in the dating world. And this is what I'm going to sk- stick to. And this is what I'm going to follow. If more men thought like that, I think that they would have an understanding. Like, you would know what you're looking for. I feel like a lot of men know what they're looking Well kind of know what they're looking for what they want like he said you know if she can't cook it ain't for me so that's a hard limit for him have those hard limits and know that like if you get on the first day if you pick a girl up for the first date she drunk already you staying like no no you're gonna be like oh maybe next time shorty like you you have to know yourself and put these things into place for yourself as a man and I just want to say, it was all light-skinned men asking that question. And I feel so <laughs> mad about it. Yo, I was going to get back to the light-skinned shit. I, I almost <laughs> forgot. I'm glad you went back to it. I was about to say, yo, what was the shit with the light-skins? Because light-skinned men were, light-skins. the majority of light-skinned men were Did asking. Did you said a network? No. The majority oh, of, of men that were that were saying it or that were pissed off or that were flexing their muscle about it were light skinned. And I'm like, first of all, y'all let her craft macaroni and cheese of macaroni and cheeses. Why are y'all asking black women anything? <laughs> they craft macaroni. <laughs> craft. Like, why? Um, uh, why nice. why are y'all asking women why are y'all doing this why are y'all doing this you look uber light-skinned by asking it was uh, it was all light-skinned men and i was so ashamed i was so ashamed because why like yes it is a black community thing it really is i haven't seen I, it, it was been on the shade room and everything and it's always been black people going back and forth about why you asking black women this a black man who dates a white woman you know she, he don't ask the white woman that right i i i don't know i've never dated a white woman before so either, but they're not they're not asking they're they're not asking white women that it is exclusive to black women and i know that i know that black women have this reputation of being like so independent that it it steps on a man's toes you know what i'm saying like but i feel like uh, if you put a plan in place and you are a man dating with purpose you will run into that right person where you're gonna see she checks all you know most if not all of the boxes that you put out there for yourself but you got to create those boxes without having to ask a woman what she brings to the table that's how i feel if you are dating me six months down the line and you are, are like, if I bring up, you know, like, hey, you're doing this and I don't really like that. And you fire back at me. Well, well what do you bring to the table? And we were talking about your lack of communication. I'm going to instantly be turned off and be like, what? Like, where yeah. where did that come from? That's fair. Mm-hmm. We got we, we got a separate episode on like relationship triggers. Because um, <laughs> Clearly, this is what this stemmed from, just triggers of dating. 
Dating is trash. It's piss in the dating pool. It's, it's just hard because everybody comes from different places, different experiences. They have different things they're looking for. So it's just hard to mesh a lot of time, which is, you know, we're all different. So that's the married. Right. I've, <laughs> like I've been through it I in, in the past. So I saw a video where they were just asking. Yeah, for sure. I saw a video where they were asking different women, like, hey, does money matter in a relationship? I seen that. Do you know? Yeah. Do you, you saw all the all the women of color were like, no, it doesn't really matter. I'm willing to work with a man. They black women and women of color fall in love with potential of the man. And it should not be that way. But all the white women were like, hell yeah, money matters. He ain't got it. He ain't got it in the bank. He ain't got me. Period. <laughs> and it's crazy because black women aren't even afforded the flexibility to say something like that. If we say something like that, we have to be a high value woman. We have to be about something in order to say like something of that magnitude. Facts. It's sad. So just kind of building on that, I know we don't got that much time. At what point do in the dating process, do you think it's, okay to start talking about finances because a lot of times mm. i see along with that what we're talking about today the other thing i see the most is how should <laughs> bills be split in the household should it be 50 50 should it be 60 40 that's the other thing i oh. see all the time so at what point yeah. in dating should Ooh. that conversation be allowed because it, it does tie she together you're gonna need a, a whole episode bro no i'm just saying <laughs> this is her personal opinion I could, <laughs> no i can answer i can answer uh i think finances should not be talked about in a relationship until you're living under the same roof, until you have to split costs, until you have to make us an hour, you shouldn't be talking. I'm not telling you how much I make, how much my rent is, if you don't pay it, baby, period. I feel like, and, and uh, before you get mad, before you say something, I'm not mad, I feel I'm just like perplexed. If, if, yeah, if we, if we live under separate, roofs and I am capable as a woman and you're capable as a man of handling your things and we're just dating that's all that is we're dating when we decide to take it a step further and live under that same roof then yes we have to we have to talk about finances because I'll be damned if I come home and the water cut off or the lights are cut off because homeboy didn't pay the bills you feel me then it becomes an hour issue um, even if you, and I will go a step further to say, even if you give a person your key, like say if you've been dating for two years and you're tired of having to let them in, come home from work on break and let them in or anything like that. And you give them a key. If they still have their own bills to pay, y'all are not discussing finances that don't include the both of y'all. Y'all talk about, oh, we're going to take this trip here and we're going to pay this, pay that. That's fine. But you should not be discussing what is going into someone's bank account and what is going out of someone's bank account until y'all live under the same roof or until y'all are married. Mm. Oh, go first or I'm going first. I mean, I mean, like school said, that's gonna this whole topic could be a whole nother topic. I mean, we can give quick thoughts, but I, I was kind of surprised by that. Go ahead, Tiff. I, me personally, I just would say that finance is something if you're planning on living together that's something that should be talked about i mean prior to not right, far, right. as far as you're able to afford it or not 
just far as like, is it going to be, I pay the mortgage or I pay the rent, you pay the bills. Am I paying the whole thing? We're going 50, 50. But if you wait till you get under the roof to, to talk about that stuff, and then you have a disagreement on how things get paid, that's a recipe for for disaster. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like under the roof. If y'all are planning to, if y'all are like, hey, I'm paying rent over here and I'm doing this and we want to live together. Yes, you have that conversation before, like before y'all move in physically. Yeah. But I'm just saying, but once y'all are on that track, y'all are, you, you have to have that conversation. But I'm just yeah. saying like, if y'all are going to continue to live separately and just date, no. Yeah. And, I, and I understand what you're saying. Like if you, if you understand like, all right, he, living on his own he's paying his bills he's paying his rent you have some kind of understanding like all right he's financially stable to a certain extent to you can rely on him to live together and support at somewhat whether it's 50 100 whatever of it financially so i i understand what you get by that well not exactly talking about how much you make per se but having an understanding like all right this person's financially stable <clears throat> they're living on they have a job yada 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 right and I don't think you should like that moving in together, especially when you're not married, like you can't force that on anybody. Like that has to be a mutual decision because what if he deems her not financially stable and he don't want to move? I heard a, a <clears throat> breakfast club call in a couple of days ago and he was just like, I don't know if I want to, Shorty is pushing me to live with her, but I don't know if I want to do that. Like, again, that goes back to open, honest communication and knowing, like, your boundaries. If, I, for me, I don't want no roommate. <laughs> if he ain't my husband, I don't want no roommate. Like, but if that's a boundary that I put in place. So I'm not going to be telling anybody what my finances look like until that time comes, you know. And I think that, but that's fair. That's how it should be. That's dating. When you talk about, you know, moving and you on a whole nother level when you discuss like moving in with each other and stuff like that, because you could even give somebody your key, the spare key, and y'all still just dating. And I still don't have to tell you how much I'm making, you know, or how much I put in or, you know, you don't have to tell a person anything you're not ready to discuss. And and a lot of relationships nowadays are so superficial that having those conversations are made scary but yo you you're about to set the rest of your life up with this person why would you not have these discussions you know period you might have to uh, do another episode uh, we got <laughs> fairly we, we got a few more topics to talk about huh so i told you we could do a whole nother episode of relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we definitely got uh some uh, some more topics to talk oh, about just like, going Courtney's pod and do it up there. Yeah, yes, we, we, I would love we, to have y'all. Yeah, yeah, we should. I think I think that we'll would be dope to do a, a joint episode. That would be dope. I'm oh, with yeah. it. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. I love to stress y'all out. <laughs> it's <laughs> my pleasure to it. stress y'all out. <laughs> <laughs> you always bring great oh, material, so we appreciate that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. Definitely. Hopefully it reflects on mine. We only on episode two and it's struggling already. The ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. You gotta you just gotta find your lane, find your way. It, it takes a while. It took us a while. Word. We couldn't yeah. even get the Wi-Fi right at the beginning. So, you know, we Oh, oh. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I need oh 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 we still recording. Otis, I need yeah. help on trying to figure out how to work, like how to get it on apple podcast oh i got a call coming in i have to go y'all
All right, I'll um I'll inbox you. All right, cool. Y'all have a great night. Bye. You too. Thanks for joining us. But yeah, this is this is a good episode, man. We we had some had a good conversation. She had a lot <laughs> to say about it, and you know we we would love feedback in the comments, and you know hear what everybody's thoughts are, how y'all feel about that question. Um, if it should be asked, if it shouldn't be asked, or if it should just be general conversation. So, you know, leave us some uh, some feedback in the comments. I'm sure you guys will. And yeah, <laughs> you guys got any closing words? Nice. I just I always like to be able to pick a woman's brain about stuff like that because as men, we're gonna feel a certain type of way. We're not even gonna realize some stuff we say is comes off a certain way to them. So, it's always good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Yeah, so you know, check us out next episode. Check this episode out and, and stay tuned. Also, follow her on Sour Patch Podcast. Thanks. Um, she had she had me up there a few days ago and it was a good conversation. Um nice. about some, some personal things in my life that uh you know if you guys would check it out, you'll hear about it. So yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, definitely check it out. And um yeah, we're gonna catch y'all next time.